0: Real quick, before we get started with Craig and all of his updates on the JT Real Muto sweepstakes, plus a special interview with Bernie Pleskoff, I want to tell you guys about Snapcrack Chiropractics. On snapcrack.com, you can find out more information, but real quick, let me just tell you the basics. It's a $29 adjustment. That's $29 for an adjustment at a chiropractor. You guys have to understand How incredibly cost-efficient that is. There's no appointments. There's no hidden fees. And they have three special techniques called the crack, the drop, and the click that will be no hassle for you, a quick in and out in 10 minutes, and you will feel better and do better. And that's their slogan, feel better, do better. If you don't want them to touch your neck, it's no problem. If you don't have an x-ray, it's no problem. At Snapcrack Chiropractics, if you're down here in Miami, feel free to stop by their office in Coral Gables. And if you want to learn more, go on Snapcrack.com. Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome back to another Winter Meetings episode of Swings and Mishes. I, again, am your producer, Jeremy Taché. But the more important guy on the line here is Craig Misch. Craig, has everything covered for you uh, on the JT Real Muto sweepstakes out from Vegas? And, and Craig, you know what, what is the latest right now in the JT Real Muto talks?
1: Well, as re- I reported earlier this morning, it does look like, at least for the time being, that the Reds have put themselves into the equation as a possibility for acquiring JT. Uh, I, I, it's hard to categorize this trade as imminent because I, I'm not sure that it is or it isn't, but we do have some possibilities with the Reds and the Braves and the Mets, and then I think to a lesser extent the Phillies. But I do think those three teams seem to be the ones that we keep talking about here. From my perspective, Jeremy, what this does for the Marlins is it gives some competition for this player because the Reds' offer includes one of their top prospects in Taylor Trammell. Mm -hmm. in addition to Tucker Barnhart. And Barnhart is under control. Trammell was the MVP of the Futures game last season, a very athletic kid, which kind of falls in line with what the Marlins are doing. And at the very least, even if this deal doesn't get done, it may push another team to get more heavily involved, like the Braves, or maybe it changes the Mets deal in some way. So for me, this is big news, because the more teams that get involved on this player, like JT the better their position will be to trade him and get a better return. And by the way, I do think they're going to do very well in this trade.
0: Right, and with Trammell now being a name that's thrown out there, you know, we've talked about Austin Riley with the Braves as another top prospect that could head the Marlins' way should this deal be done. You know, If you had to, to think about which package or, or where you think those things are going to go, I know in terms of percentages, obviously you have all of those teams right about the same at the moment, but, but which package do you think the Marlins look for the most?
1: Well, I think the Braves have the strongest group of prospects to offer, but it does seem as though they are hesitant to meet the Marlins asking price. Uh, To my knowledge, according to sources, they are willing at this point to trade Austin Riley, but unlike some of my previous reports, which Mm. included, a pitcher like Michael Soroka or potentially even uh, Sean Newcomb I'm not certain at that point the Braves are willing to meet that price so it could be the kind of deal where the Marlins are getting multiple players back but the headliner is Riley which is okay for me because Riley could potentially play on the Marlins in 2019 I could see that now they may if they made that trade they certainly could call him up in june or something like that or even at the end of the year i don't know that it makes a huge difference for 2019 when the marlins goal to win is 2020 and beyond but that is the key difference that's interesting in this trade when you talk about those two teams then we'll talk about the mets is that the reds the headliner in their deal is not a major league ready player trammell to me would probably spend another year in the minors and then make his debut with the Marlins in 2020 Barnard obviously would be the Marlins catcher if those are the two players maybe there's even more in the deal that certainly could be the case and I've heard that by the way that there could be a third piece in the deal as well Uh, whereas the the Braves have that major league ready player that that some people have noted I, I personally don't think having someone that can play in the big leagues involved in this trade right here to me makes any difference but in my opinion It certainly seems though the Marlins' asking price is high, and I think it will get met.
0: Yeah, and as you noted, you know we have the Reds and we have the Braves, but you know the conversation started with the Mets and the Yankees, and this whole three-team deal that was being thrown out there before. And you know, as as you noted yesterday, there didn't seem to be real significant traction there. And now, you know, it seems like that has died down. So, in regards to the Mets, you know, what what can they offer that can entice? the Marlins?
1: I don't know the answer to that, Jeremy. It seems as though they're definitely involved, and the new general manager of the Mets, Brody Van Wagenen, certainly is trying to do as much as he can to improve the team. Uh, But for me, as it pertains to the Marlins, they should be shooting very high in terms of prospects and players, and certainly the equation would change if you told me that Michael Conforto was involved in this trade. I don't know that he is or he is not. Uh, I do think the Mets are involved, but uh, as of now, Jeremy, I think that for a fan's preference, it should be the other two teams involved. That's not to say the Mets don't throw something that we don't know out there, but in my opinion, uh, I, I do, as as hearing the Reds' trade and hearing the possibilities for that, I like it. I know the Braves will have to step up to get a trade done. I would prefer it to be, for now, one of those two teams, but we'll see.
0: And we will see as you're out there in Vegas, and, and speaking of you being out there in Vegas, you had a conversation with Bernie Pleskoff talking about, you know, some different things for the Marlins and a little bit about Taylor Trammell, who we've yet to address so far on this podcast up until right now today. So, Craig, anything you'd like to add before we get to that interview?
1: Yeah, Bernie Pleskoff is a former scout with the Mariners and the Houston Astros. He's been on my show on Sirius XM for many years and has accurately predicted a lot of kids success in the big leagues because I need that kind of edge as it pertains to fantasy baseball. So we're talking about going on almost a decade of players that he has helped me with. And he had a chance, Jeremy, in the Arizona Fall League to see uh, not just Taylor Trammell, but also Monte Harrison and Jordan Yamamoto. So he'll speak about those two. And certainly I hope you guys will give it a listen.
0: Everyone take a listen to... Craig and Bernie as they discuss all things Marlins baseball, and we'll have more for you as everything breaks down on the JT Romuto sweepstakes as well.
1: And we're back here on Swings and Mishes, and former big league scout Bernie Pleskoff from clubhousecorner.com is really one of the foremost experts in terms of scouting, and uh, really when it comes to the Arizona Fall League, he is uh, really, to me, one of the cornerstone eyes of the game who was there and Bernie joins us now here on the Swings and Mishes podcast to talk about a couple of the Marlins that he saw in the Arizona Fall League. Bernie, thanks so much for spending some time with me.
2: Thank you, Craig. I I just love being with you. I love doing your show with you and thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. Well, uh, Bernie, I think that a lot of Marlins fans at this point are looking forward to the future. Uh, obviously here at the winter meetings, there's tons of rumors, tons of interesting stories, which will get to in a minute, but let's start off with what you saw, because the Marlins last year traded what ended up being the most valuable player in the National League for Christian Yelich, and they made a trade that included Lewis Brinson, Isan Diaz, and then two players that you saw in the Arizona Fall League, one of which I think is being heavily touted as possibly the best player in that trade in Monte Harrison. So, Bernie, if you wouldn't mind, with your trained eye and everything that you've seen through the years, talk to me about, about what you've seen with Harrison, maybe how close he is to the big league, and what he brings to the table.
2: I, I am very bullish on Monte Harrison, and there's, I, I actually think he's a better prospect than Brinson because I think he, he's athletic. He's very, very strong. You're talking about a former football player with speed, strength and speed. And the thing about it right now is that he's young and he's trying to hit a five-run home run. And I've never seen anybody do that. You know, he would be the first. So if they can control that swing and if he, you know, makes better and more consistent contact, which I think he will, I think he will be the best player from that trade. And I urge marlins fans not to think they got snookered look they know you know and i know who christian yelich was i got to see yelich when he was in the fall league and quick story yelich told me that he almost quit baseball he was in high school. He hadn't had a hit the entire year. His father said, "I'll give you a buck if you hit a base hit." It's the last game of the season. He dribbled the ball in front of the plate, r- ran it out for a single. The rest is history. He got the money from his, do- his dad. He didn't quit baseball. Yelich is in a class by himself. He's a super man. He's a super, you know, athlete. He just had a he had a great season. Is can can these guys? you know match that who knows but they're young they're aggressive that's the thing about Harrison he's aggressive there are times he takes plays off you know but he's young he's going to need a lot of tough love that's the type of guy I see if he gets on base he can steal he's got a he's got a cannon for an arm He's a very, very good baseball player. He will make some all-star teams. But give him two more years at least and give Brinson two more years. They brought him up too soon, in my estimation. Long answer to your question.
1: Yeah, sure. And and clearly, uh, as Bernie, as you being a scout uh, on two different teams, we move from the hitters and I think the expectations, as you mentioned, for Harrison are high, to the pitchers. And you had a chance to see Jordan Yamamoto, who some people have said is a throw-in to the trade. And then, of course, Yamamoto has that chip on his shoulder by being called a throw-in to the trade. Uh, Bernie, this was kind of an analytical play for the Marlins. They liked a lot of what they saw in terms of the things that maybe the trained eye doesn't see. But by looking at him, you wouldn't really know who he is or what he is. And, And honestly, I think that you've probably seen potentially maybe him at his best. So, Bernie, is Yamamoto an extra piece in this deal? Can he be a key piece in this deal? What do you think?
2: He's not a key piece. For me, he's a back end of the rotation guy, maybe a four, maybe a five. The thing about him is he's going to be umpire dependent, Greg. He's going to have to get called strikes. He's going to fall behind lots of counts. He, unbelievably, he's slow to the plate, but good enough to the plate where guys start... You know, guys get thrown out with good catchers. I like his stuff. He's a, he's like a, an engine that starts slowly and revs up, if you know what I'm saying. In the first inning, you're looking at him, and he's already thrown 20 pitches. And you say, you know, can this guy command his pitches? And that's my question. He doesn't repeat his delivery well. He is a guy that has a future if he has a good pitching coach. If, in fact, they are patient with him and they teach him how to repeat his delivery and finish his pitches. I saw him cut off too many pitches in short arm, too many pitches, got behind in counts. But he always, and this is so critical, he gets out of trouble. You're going to look up a box score and you're going to see he gives up one run with six guys on base, eight guys on base. And you say, how does he do it? he gets out of trouble. He is a five. He could work himself up to a four. But, you know, he's a nice guy to have on a club because he's going to throw innings for you. He's going to learn how to pitch and not throw. I think he's more than a throw-in. I think he's got a chance.
1: Well, the Marlins will be happy to hear that, certainly, because as they move forward and try to compete, maybe not in 2019, Bernie, but certainly in 2020 and beyond, they're going to need all these pieces to succeed. One of the stories that percolated earlier today on my reporting is the Reds being a possibility for J.T. Real Muto. Truth be told, you know me, Bernie, from reality and fantasy. Taylor Tremel, I have not heard a ton about, so you've seen him in the fall league. I still think this name may not even be a name that ends up with the Marlins, Bernie, but since we are here at the winter meetings, uh, you know, I have to run around and find you and get the opinion on him.
2: Well, let me just say wow, Okay. Clearly one of the best athletes I saw in the fall. From pure athletic ability, this guy is an athlete. When you see him, he's going to steal 25 bases a year. He's going to get thrown out five times. He has very good instincts. He's an extremely good defensive outfielder. The speed is his best tool. He can play anywhere in the outfield. He's got a good arm. He's an aggressive uppercut today's game hitter, Craig. He's the guy that... Again, wants to smash the ball out of the park. If he learns how to bunt, if he learns how to hit the ball on the ground and use his speed, he's going to be a much better player than Billy Hamilton. Okay? You're talking about that athletic ability, maybe not as much speed, but a very fast, quick twitch guy with extremely good baseball instincts. I loved him. I liked everything about him. You know, again, the hit tool is is not there yet, but he's still in development. When he finishes development, you're going to see a guy, if he can get, to on, get on base, score runs and drive in some runs, but steal bases and play terrific defense. You know, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think he even made the fall star he He's a former number one draft pick, and he clearly was in the top three, four, five in terms of athletic ability in the entire fall league.
1: Bernie, last thing for you, if the Marlins did trade Real Muto and he was the headliner in a deal, we've heard from the Mets, we've heard from the Braves, is that a fair return if you start with him as being the centerpiece of a deal for Real Muto, who arguably is the best catcher in the game?
2: You're talking about the future versus now, and I I am very reticent on future versus now deals. Real Muto has proven himself. He is number two The number two catcher on my pecking order, and he is quickly going to surpass Gary Sanchez if Gary Sanchez has the same year he had last year. I am a real Muto fan, and I always have been. This is a guy with a terrific hit tool and a very good defensive catcher. That's why there's so much interest in him. Marlins fans need to know that if you trade him, you're trading a very, very good catcher and maybe one that can surpass Uh, Sanchez is number one. Now, having said that, it depends on the package you get back. The future is bright, okay? There's a lot of guys out there that you want to fetch three for one, four for one, but you want at least one major league-ready guy in a package for Real Muto. Don't forget, again, it's the future versus today. So... You know, that front office has to get a package that includes Major League Ready guy or guys and at least two or three prospects for a great catcher. Not only today, but tomorrow, next year, and the year after that. I'm not sure that everyone knows how very, very good. I'm not saying he's great, how very, very good Real Muto is, but he
1: is. Thanks again to Bernie Pleskoff for coming on Swings and Mishes. For those of you who follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish, you may have seen yesterday me post some of the futures odds. We are here in Vegas. Figured we'd talk about that. And, of course, you can bet on it all, even if you're not in Las Vegas at BetDSI.com. They're going to match your first deposit up to $2,500. And all you have to do is use our promo code, SWINGS101. That pertains to trying to predict and potentially bet on where Bryce Harper will end up. Also, will JT Real Muto still be a member of the Marlins come tomorrow? So many interesting facts, figures, and stats, and spreads that you can find over at betdsi.com. The college bowl games are coming up on Saturday, a couple NFL games Saturday too, of course, as well as Thursday night football. Remember betdsi.com is your place to go. Just use the promo code swings 101. They're going to match your first deposit up to $2,500.